This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the show. I've been having a lot of conversations with people and there's a theme that seems to be coming up over and over again, which is that there is this pervasive sense within all of these high performers, high achievers, ambitious entrepreneurs, business leaders, professionals, who feel consistently that they're not doing enough. And I think everyone has had a really challenging year, at least on some level in 2020. And as we approach the end of this year and start thinking about how we want 2021 to be, when we approach this question, when we approach a new year, a new beginning, a new vision, a new dream, a new set of goals, from this place of not enoughness, unknowingly what we do is we start sabotaging that entire process because we're approaching action from a place of lack, from a place of scarcity. We're playing defensive rather than playing offensive. And so tell me if this resonates with you. On most days, and that's a day that's long and hard, you worked round the clock, you got a lot done, but maybe you only got a portion of what you wanted to get done done and you're exhausted and your mind has been working nonstop from the moment you woke up to this moment in the evening or night. You're tired, you're worn out, mentally, physically, your body feels tight your mind feels constrained. And you're still stressed because there's so much still left to do. And you feel like you've been running on a treadmill, exerting a lot of energy and effort, but not really getting anywhere. Maybe at first you don't notice it because it's so subtle, but you reach to soothe yourself with that extra piece of cookie or a handful of chips or you watch just one more episode of Netflix. Maybe you pour yourself a glass of wine. Maybe you scroll through social media, turn yourself into a zombie for a few minutes, all in the hopes of just avoiding feeling what you're feeling. 
even for a brief few moments. Now the thing is, we can be our own worst critics, abusers and bullies. We create impossible standards for ourselves. And when we fail to meet the expectations that we've placed upon ourselves, we become experts at punishing ourselves. Now the truth is, this voice, this really critical punishing voice that inflicts so much violence on ourselves, it's not our voice. Those aren't our words. That isn't how we inherently relate to ourselves. That's our conditioning. Most people who perform at a high level were conditioned into needing to perform at that level. Most people who are overworked and overstressed and exhausted because they're doing, doing, doing all the time do so because on some level they think that their well being is tied to their output and their performance determines their core wants and needs being met or not met. And so we really become the judge, jury, and executioner for ourselves. And I know you've been here before, just as I have. And you may be running on empty and you just can't seem to figure out how to break these cycles of burnout, of exhaustion, of stress, because nothing ever feels good enough for the critic inside. Nothing feels like it's enough. So ask yourself this, right? Whose voice do you hear when you tell yourself you aren't enough? Is it really yours? Or is it someone else's? Maybe it's a parent, maybe it's your mom or your dad. Maybe it's a, a teacher, elementary school, middle school, high school. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a sibling. But I guarantee that these thoughts are not yours. Yet, how much of your life do you spend being tormented by your own harsh inner critic? What if you slowed down enough to start becoming aware of when you're pushing yourself, punishing yourself well past your reasonable limits? What if you began to notice when that critic and inner bully were beginning to hijack you? Because this is something I dealt with for years, decades. And this is something that I'm seeing a lot of people that I'm working with these days struggle with. Because high performers, highly motivated people, people who are really ambitious, who've achieved a lot in terms of conventional success, they're often some of the most harsh critics of themselves. And what typically happens when we're talking to ourselves in this way, when we're relating to ourselves with the with the stick instead of the carrot, with the whip instead of the cookie, is that we begin to constrict ourselves. We begin to tighten and we live 
pretty much every moment of every day in this state of tightness. Our mind becomes like a clenched fist. And imagine holding this fist tightly clenched, not just for a moment. And you can try this right now. So bring your fist up and tighten it and tighten it and tighten it till it's really tight. Now imagine holding this, not just for a few minutes, not just for a few hours. Imagine holding this for days, weeks, months, years, decades. Imagine how that would feel. Eventually you just get used to it, right? Your fist would just be really tight, really constricted, really held in that rigid, tense way. And you'll forget that it's supposed to be any other way. You get habituated to this tension, to this stress, to this anxious tightness. And so think about how useless your hand becomes when it's being held so tight in a fist. You can't really use it, right? Maybe you can push some things around, but you can't really use your hand fully. You can't really make the most of having this appendage. Your mind is the same way, and so is your body. Because when you spend so much time criticizing yourself for not doing enough, for not being enough, never enough, what you're doing is you're clenching yourself, your mind and your body into this tight little fist. And when your body and mind are held so tight and so rigid like this fist, they aren't really that useful. They can't really do all the things that your mind and body can actually do. And the things that you want the things that you seek, the success, the wealth, and all those things, yes, but really the peace and happiness that comes as a byproduct of the success and wealth and the results and achieving all the goals. And that sense of fulfillment, that sense of satisfaction, that pause in which you can just bask in your own glow those experiences are completely out of reach when we're held tight like a fist. So most people live with this really fierce inner critic and inner bully that's tightening them slowly but surely. That's holding them tight, is holding them hostage and most people never think to question that default state. There's a really funny story. There's two young fishes swimming in the ocean and they pass an old fish. And the old fish says, well, top of the morning to you young lads. How's the water today? And the two young fishes, they look at each other and they're like, well, what's water? So, to the fish that swim in this substance called water, 
That's the only thing that they know, right? It's so close that it's not seen. Our habitual states are the same way. When we spend time in these chronic states of stress and anxiety and tightness, we stop thinking about those states as suffering. We get habituated to it. That just becomes normal. That just becomes the way things are, right? So the real trick is to create from a place of ease, of peace, of relaxation, because when we create from that place, the results we get are exponentially better. Because you see the mind and the body is designed to perform much better without the pressure, without the stress, without the constriction. So the first thing to do is to really start slowing down and becoming aware of how you might be pushing or punishing or constricting yourself. Becoming aware when you seek refuge and respite and a break from that self-inflicted suffering with all sorts of coping mechanisms, the glass of wine, the TV, the social media, the food. Then we can start becoming empowered because now between that space of stimulus and response, as Viktor Frankl said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our ability to choose. That's where our freedom is. So then we start having access to choice. The choice to decide whose voice will win. We can determine if we wanna be driven and motivated by love or by fear. Because the fear wants to say, you haven't done enough, you're not doing enough. You're not enough, you're not gonna be successful. You need to be different, things need to be different. And that's the voice of the ego. The ego wants you to keep spinning. The ego wants there to always be a problem that you need to solve. And when we listen to that voice, we're always stressed, we're always anxious, we're always constricted with a tight fist. Very hard to get anything done with a tight fist. So we work 10 times as hard to overcompensate for the fist being tight. I mean, imagine trying to open a door with a clenched fist. Think about how much harder that would be. Or you gotta hook your hand into the handle and sometimes the handle is a knob which makes it really hard. So now how are you gonna turn the knob with a clenched fist? It's exponentially harder. Your mind is the exact same way. So with a tight mind, if you try to get anything done, it's gonna take you 10, perhaps even 100 times more effort, more time, more frustration, more stress. And guess what? You're not gonna get the best results in business, in life, and that's going to make you fire up that inner critic and self-criticism even more, which creates even more pressure. And now you're living in this cauldron of pressure. Or you can choose to be driven by presence and awareness and love. And all that is, right? When I say love, I don't mean 
love in a super spiritual way. This is just a state of acceptance, being okay with what is. And right now, at this moment, you can choose to treat yourself in the way that you most long to be treated. You can decide this is revolutionary. You can decide that you're enough and that all that you're doing is enough. It's not something that this external jury decides and proclaims. That's what we think, right? We think that because the external jury used to exist and those were our parents. They would decide if we were good enough. They would literally label us, right? This is good, this, that's bad. And some of you own animals, dogs, and you say good dog and bad dog, right? We're imprinting our conditioning onto animals too. So the thing is, we can actually take back that choice. We can take back that agency. We can decide, independent of anyone and everyone else, that we are enough, that what we're doing is enough. Now, most people fear doing this, right? Because most people think that if we give ourselves that grace, then we're going to become super lazy, super indulgent. We won't get anything done and we'll be a colossal failure. And these are all thoughts that I used to have. I thought the only way I could get the best out of myself would be to beat myself up. <laughs> and, you know, this might be, this might be your talk track too. This might be your MO. So if I've associated beating myself up with performance and I associate performance with results and I associate results with safety, right? Then guess what? I think that because A equals B equals C equals D, if I want to feel more safe and feel more secure and feel more happy and peaceful and all those things, I must beat myself up more. We construct this causal relationship in our minds. And so what I want you to really soak in in this conversation is that perhaps the, the way to get the best out of yourself is not by beating yourself up. Now, that might sound obvious, but you might still be doing it. And I know that because this is a condition that no human being is immune from because we were all raised by people who didn't really have a good relationship with themselves. Most of our parents didn't really know how to navigate this world of our internal experience. So they imparted their conditioning, their wounding, their trauma onto us. That's just how it works. Nothing personal. <laughs> so I invite you to take a moment right now to release all that pressure that you may have created in 2020, that you may have created today or this week, or even through the entirety of your life. And go into this next year 
go into this next chapter, go into this next moment even with a clean slate. So if you want to give this a try, put a hand on your heart and maybe another one on your belly. Take a deep, slow breath in. Exhale and say, I am enough. Let's try that one more time. Take a deep, slow breath in. Exhale. And say, I am enough. Everything that I'm doing right now is enough. Everything I'm doing right now is enough. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and just exhale out all the judgment that you placed upon yourself. And bring to mind three things that you want to celebrate yourself for, that you really appreciate about yourself. Three things. And allow yourself to fully receive that celebration, that appreciation. And just notice how you feel right now in the space of having released judgment, really allowing yourself to be where you are right now in life, in business and relationships and all the different parts of your life. And just allow a little bit of space for gratitude for yourself. I'm grateful for who I am. I'm grateful for exactly where I am right now. I'm grateful for the way life is right now. And take a mental snapshot of how this feels. Imagine you could create, imagine you could do your work and make an impact in whatever you're trying to do in life in the world from this place. How much more you could create, how much better your results would be, how much more peaceful and easeful this could be like. That's what's on offer here. In the next few weeks, I'm going to be creating some workshops and programs for you. So if you aren't already subscribed to the list, just click the link in the show notes here. Go to my website and just put yourself 
put your info down in the mailing list. I'll be sharing details on these offerings. And all of this is going to be about really reducing the suffering that we create for ourselves and our minds, really making our mind a happy place to be and really performing at our peak, getting the best out of ourselves from this place of ease, of flow, of joy, and really having access to the full range of our mental functioning, like focus, clarity. Really doing our best and really feeling our best. So if that sounds interesting to you, just click the link in the show notes and get yourself on the list so you'll be the first to know. And if this resonated, please share this episode with someone who you care about, someone in your network. It really mean a lot to me and it really is my mission to help people suffer less and feel better. Really at the core, if we can do that for each other, if we can do that for the world, then we'll wake up to a different world. And the way to wake up in a different world on the outside is to wake up into a different world on the inside to really take responsibility for our inner world. Because when that is aligned, then everything else on the outside works itself out. It's been a real pleasure to be with you today. I hope you have a beautiful, easeful, joyful time today and this next coming year. Remember, you are limitless. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.